Canadian Talk. Here we are. Here we are, here we are. Just a blip on the radar. Here for another episode of Canadian Talk. Episode 19. I believe that is a prime number. Yeah, we're here for another wonderful episode. We got we got beer. We got everything you could ever want. But at the same time, we got nothing you'd ever want. So it's got me thinking a lot about motivation, which I'll get to. It's Remembrance Day today, November 11th. Um, and that's a, a time of remembrance for the for the soldiers who fight the war, who fought the wars. And uh, yeah, we do a moment of silence at 10 a.m. I believe here in Canada. I think they do it. It's all across North America as far as I can remember. It's good. It's good to give those people some, uh, some credit, you know. We got a fire here, as usual. <gasps> it's all you'd ever need for heat. Took me extra. I got it started before the show today because I haven't been liking starting the show so cold. Because I'm I'm freezing, and then you guys got to listen to me shivering for the first thirty minutes, and then there's basically only ten minutes left. So yeah, I got the fire going proper this time because we had a crazy snowstorm uh, here. But uh, yeah, this it's seven a.m. in the morning. I didn't do a run because we had a crazy snowstorm. Uh, about, I know people are saying, I don't know what they're saying for the inches, but it was between 12 and 24 inches of snow. And crazy wind, too, so what, what that creates is, is, annoyingly, is the two feet of snow feels like four feet of snow because of, uh, like, snow drifts and stuff. Snow drifts, that is when all the snow comes and blows into a big pile. And Yeah, I remember from civil engineering... It was one of the only applications, like pure applications that we ever had for um, like nonlinear stuff was calculating snow loads. And then even then, uh, it basically, we would just use linear approximations anyway. Like it's, it's stupid. They just teach you, oh, it's, it's not stupid. It's cool to know that math can do that, but it's just, there's no application for it, unfortunately. Other than in, in, in to prove itself, right? Math is there to prove itself. Oh, it's very, very strange stuff. I've been thinking about motivation. I've been thinking about. I wanted to crit critique another podcaster while I'm, you know, while I'm. It's on my mind. Like Sam Harris's podcast, "Waking Up." It's called. I I, I think it's very boring. It, and um, he's a smart guy. I love his philosophy and his speeches when he has stuff prepared in order. But his podcast, it sounds like he's doing it while he's laying in bed. It's like, um, it's really boring. And uh, his energy is just a little too low. You know, I don't know. I'm, 
and I'm not an energy guy. I'm just saying, like, energy meaning, like, just, just I don't like it. Um, yeah, but to get to the more important things, uh, we had a snowstorm, two feet of snow. Um, pretty crazy. Um, I bought a new vehicle, and the heat doesn't work on it. I found, I found that out the day of the big snowstorm, which is fun. <sighs> but I got all-wheel drive, so it fucking works pretty good. The tires are... Are a little bald though so I did still get stuck once but she works good you know you do what you can here in Saskatchewan Canada with all the snow yeah this fire is gonna flare up real good Whew. smells like wood baby smells like wood uh, I love the smell of wood. Yeah, so, okay, let's get, I've been having, I've been having some talks lately, some different, various different debates. Got me, got me glum, got me all these different kinds of acronyms. It's got me a few things. Acronym? Pronoun? Whatever. Uh, I got a few things I want to do that are coming up very exciting life is exciting you know life is exciting when you're not constantly worried about money and you're worried about doing fun stuff just everybody doesn't have that privilege it's not a privilege though you earn it it's fucking but you call it a privilege once you've earned it because you have to see it as that or people will call you narcissistic and they'll call you and you know whatever not narcissistic but like greedy or that kind of stuff so yeah, what, what, so motivation, what keeps you motivated? Uh, I know we're all just, we all just try to, to uh, make our parents proud, right? For me though, it was like sports, there, there was a hierarchy. My brain used to apply hierarchy to difficulty of task too. And I always was like, you know, school was like a, a nice release from how difficult sport was to me. So it was like, okay, sport did that for me early on. It made me have a clean body and mind. And then it made me focus on school because of how stressful sport was. And I think anybody who's played high-level sport can understand that there's a lot of pressure. It's actually, it's actually, it's really, we put our kids through a crazy war zone with, with a, lot of, a lot of certain sports. But I'm not saying that's not good. I think it is good. I, I'm finally, you know, I, I, I'm not finally. I've always known what it was for somewhat, but I'm really starting to see the true depth of of the value of um, of sport and, and challenging yourself. Uh, we're drinking Anheuser-Busch today thanks to uh, all the different beer companies out there. Wonderful beer. We got to love it. We enable the drinking of beer on this podcast. Um... Yeah, we're, t we're talking about motivation. We're talking about all of that. And uh, beer actually was one of the things I wanted to bring up with that. Because I've learned in life that there's this delicate balance between, you know, pleasures and, and non-pleasures, if you want to call it that. Uh, you know, and because you really don't have to do anything in life. You know, you don't. You don't have to, you know, I was laying in bed 
this morning before the podcast thinking about this and uh, and I was just thinking about what you know what get what gets me up what gets me doing something and I honestly I have no idea uh, but all I can do is I guess I can babble about it and then I guess that comes together so that you guys can form ideas when you listen or maybe I'll get it while by the time I'm done talking about it But, you know, I, 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 we're all motivated by making our parents proud. And there was, and, and so I want to talk about myself because that's all I can do to relate this to anybody. So, like, to make my parents proud, because they're awesome parents, originally I thought, you know, you got to do all those things they want you to do, like do good in school and do good in sports. And, uh, you know, I became an, en- an engineer, which... Uh, an engineer in training, whatever I have to say, fucking stupid. Any engineers out there will, will, will know the type of... You can have lots of headaches. It's good that they don't. They make it not easy, but... Um, yeah. Uh, I became an engineer, and... Um, it was because I, I applied that hierarchy of, of difficulty to the job in some way. And then I grew, I grew up into my 20s, and somehow I realized... Somehow I realized, I put it that way, but like... I realized that my parents cared more about my happiness than they did about me doing something difficult or being impressive. You just have to do, you just have to be happy and your parents are happy. And that was what I used in my early 20s, I guess, maybe late teens, to let go of that, that higher, of applying that hierarchy of competition to my, my lifestyles. You know, I have the, I have a I, it worked. It turned out in, in me getting a degree and, and me being healthy because of sport, which is great. But uh, and it's not necessarily necessary. I don't think. I, I don't know. For me, it's obviously it feels like it is because it was my path, and I, I, I sure see the advantages of having the healthy body and mind from constant cardio, being forced to do it every day because you don't want to do it every day, right? Speaking of motivation, the hardest part about about that health is is the repetitive habitual patterns of it and um so yeah like you know and then you know, but um then also when when you real when you let go of being the best and you realize that you can be happy and you can be good without being the best there's certain let's put it there's certain luxuries in life that you can begin to indulge in to balance the structure and stresses of of life out there, you know, you fall back on the confidences that you gain in in youth, right? Uh, from your sport and from your schooling and, and knowledge that the the brain that you build in that education is important. But um, you know, you can start indulging, and once you indulge, though, you have to, you can never forget that you have to balance those things because uh, there's there's negatives to them, just they're undeniable objective negatives to, you know, let's say beer or whatever it is that you do to relax or to tell yourself after you've done the things you have to do to be able to make your life livable. Uh, and, and it's like, oh, you feel you deserve, now it's time for your treat. Whether you eat too much food or, or what it is, you got to pick those things. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, you know, I've been listening to my shows lately because I'm trying to improve and, uh, stuff and, um. I've been, I feel I've been getting a little bit too pr- professing, too much professing, like, 
just calm down a bit. Yeah, I've had I've had I've had a lot of debates lately. Oh, uh, Trump is the you know or uh, or sorry, uh, there's lots of debates about the election. Um, they're saying that. Uh, let me just. I don't know if I tested my mic. Testing, testing. Yeah. Okay. We're good. We're working on audio and video. Um, yeah, Trump is. You know, he lost by what appears to be five million votes in the popular vote. But you know, that's what people say. So it's like it could be over. But here's another thing. How many? So let's say the ballots are little slits of paper or whatever, right? Could you fit five million ballots in one big mail van or maybe two or three of them? Maybe what about four of them? And then, you know, I'm, again, I'm not a conspiracy person, but just listen. So and then they say they had these drop offs, right? Right in these key states. Um, couldn't you fit five million of these ballots if they were pre-filled out for Joe Biden uh, in, in, a, in these mail vans? You're telling me you couldn't find four Antifa members or four far right pe or left people rather? that uh, would drive those vans and get those boxes into the back room where they're getting counted. Like, yes, somebody would figure it out. Uh, so that's what I think. I do have conspiracies about the, the counting because it's strange. It's really strange how centralized a lot of the numbers are for Joe in terms of the popular vote because he just barely won the electoral vote. Because let's be real about that. He just barely won it. Those four states that I, Nevada, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia. If those states had all went to Trump, Trump would have handedly had it. And it would have been another one where he lost the popular vote, but he won the electoral. Because he has the spread. He, he, his vote covers more than three quarters of the country if you're talking about land, land mass. The spread of his vote. But then there's these centralized centers where they can get away with putting in shit, you know, like I'm talking about these 500,000 votes that I'll say Biden on that come in in one van. 500,000 votes that could fit in 15 boxes or whatever. 15, it's just 15 boxes of paper, people. That's not a huge conspiracy to get 15 boxes of paper unseen into a place with no security. A bunch of volunteers. So anyway, that's my conspiracy on the election. But yeah, it seems seeming like Biden's going to win. Either way, it's good. I don't care who's president. It's just the dumb, just the big dumb old guy anyway, figurehead. Let's warm up the rear end a bit. Oh. Yeah. So this is a podcast, people. So you're here um, listening to a podcast. I hope maybe, you know, you might be watching on YouTube. That's cool. What's up? You might be watching. You might be listening on uh, my website, which is, that's pretty cool. Uh, traffic right there on the website stephanjackson.ca that's me or maybe you're uh, you found it on like a maybe you're a true podcast person and you you know you've been listening to other podcasts and now you're in deep and there's me at the bottom of the wormhole fucking you know 200 followers thousand views per episode um, you, you might find me on a podcast catcher if you're one of those types of, of experts and like podcast addict or Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify or one of those one of those thingy majiggies. And if you're doing that, good for you. Again, you're I am you, but I'm ten years down the road on that. I started day one with Joe Rogan basically when he started his shit. And uh, I was I was hooked. I was like, I, I don't I can I can learn stuff 
about current events and about about science and and uh, you know all the topics I like to talk about and I don't have to read I don't have to strain my eyes or, or sit there and feel like I'm gonna fall asleep after one hour because my eyes get get sick of reading uh, you know as expected now my front is getting too warm and my back is my back is okay but my front is too warm maybe I'll close this glass okay let's put the mic back here a bit alright people sorry for the short interruption good thing is is today I don't think I'll have to go and pee or anything okay there we go we got that closed now we won't melt our faces off um Yeah, Joe Biden, I guess, is going to be potentially America's new president. Uh, Canada and Saskatchewan has their little elections going on to pick our little cheerleader. I think they're happening pretty soon. You know, pick our little cheerleader to control our water guns. Because <laughs> any nukes we have are definitely controlled by our big brothers. We have nothing. We are nothing. We have space and water. That's about it. We can be utilized and exploited for our resources. That's that's all we are, like if we're being honest. I'm I'm honest with myself as a person on a personal level. So I like when I apply my personal beliefs to macro politics and countrywide things. I think we should also I also be pretty honest. I f I feel we should be patriotic, but we shouldn't be dishonest about our strength. Like if you're some some puny kid, you know, you shouldn't fight somebody big. You shouldn't, and you also shouldn't go with a gun and shoot them. There's just violence is just not good. Um, so that's my point is, uh, is, um, don't pretend to be the big guy cause you're not, but you, but you can also have patriotism and, and, you know, love your country and all that kind of stuff. Good stuff, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Anybody out there who's listening? I don't know if you're an old friend, maybe you might be a family member. We're 20 minutes in, 15 minutes in. This is a little bit longer than most viewers make it based on the analytics that I see on YouTube. I don't know about the audio listeners, but maybe the, you audio listeners, I appreciate you tuning in for a little longer than most people click and exit after they hear something that, you know, or they get bored or something for a second. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I was just going to say thanks for tuning in. Yeah, oh, I was talking about that this is a podcast. Yeah, I mean... Um, I don't know, you know. It's, this is a non-competitive environment. I was talking about motivation, and how and how when I let go of this this idea that my parents had to see me being the best at something, that they just wanted me to see to see me be happy. I I was able to settle into a comfort zone that really worked well between where I was before, which was overcompensation of effort I used to be an over an overcompensator I feel uh, with certain things and and then I was able to find a nice balance like really like when I was a teenager no joke like I sip beers now in the morning like it's nothing right somebody might laugh at this uh, but I you know I don't have I don't I'm very careful with my stuff so not that I need to say that or anything uh, when I was a teenager, I literally wouldn't, wouldn't touch, wouldn't touch anything. 
And honestly, it made me, it made me less approachable. And I, I was too closed off to be able to understand and see it from all the perspectives that I am now and how it made me seem closed off. I'm, you know, I may seem closed off even now. Uh, you know, every day I just try to try to make make things better with with how I'm perceived. That's why it's it's weird. You know, you can't hate Hollywood as much as people want to hate Hollywood. Um, understanding, whoa, had a little piece come flinging out there. No big deal. Because um, perception. Let me warm up my handle here. Perception is is part of your career, um, so you can't neglect it. Hollywood just goes a little bit too far, maybe with with public perception, but it is part of it. I think in the new world where everybody's going to be more balanced and we're all going to be our own corporation and shit, you know, that's what we're moving towards. If we're going to stay in democracy and free enterprise system, we're we're all going to be our own corporation. So we all need to have our own important aspects of what a corporation is and I, I you know all those corporate leaders out there ceos you know what i'm talking about um i don't want i mean i don't want to be a ceo because i don't want to have all these other people's jobs depending on me i just want to be you know just a, a few whatever whatever you, you want to call that and um Just a, just a few, like me and a friend who is my, my cohort, uh, maybe editor, producer type stuff. Like that's, because uh, money, you just don't need too much of it. You don't need too much of it. It's exactly why Joe Rogan, he's changed a little bit now, but it's why it never mattered that he even had the $100 million deal. It never mattered. Because once you get over $100,000 a year, if you're a happy person, I'm tell I'm sorry, this is, this is the objective th truth about happiness. There's a lot of un unhappy people out there. But once you, if you can make $100,000 a year, which is relatively easy to do, people, whether you're making that $100,000 and it's all liquid, which it probably isn't, whether it's equity or not, like there's, other, there's all kinds of ways to look at the money that you make, right? But if you can be netting around and, and have a way that you justify that you're making about 100000 a year, you should be happy. You should be happy. You get up, you know, I'm just telling you. That's that's the objective truth of it. If you can make that money and that amount, that's enough to get you the luxuries that you should need to be living happily in, to, in current modern times. And to be honest, you actually need a lot less than that. You only need like 50 or 30 if you're, if you're a super practical person who's like, who knows how to fix their own shit and all that kind of stuff. Then you need much less. But I'm, the 100 is the conservative estimate on you should be happy at that point. So I'm just being conservative with my estimate. You know how it is. So, um, yeah, this is a podcast, people. That's what we do here. We talk. Um, I'm not smarter than you, you know. Uh, but that's the thing, though, is you're not necessarily smarter than me. The, the big thing that is equality with a lot of this stuff. Um, pretentiousness, none of that is, has a place in, in my world of, of intellectual debate. Um, you know, neither does any type of, I, I, there's, there is a hierarchy. Okay. But, but not in the sense where you're verbally, uh, you, in a debate, you, you don't, you can't be stuck to be being right. You can defend your position as much as you can, but the moment emotion starts getting involved in your defense, you're failing science. 
I have taken philosophy of science classes too, people, just so you know. It was one, I think it was one of the most useful, and while I was in it, I loved it. My professor was a bald guy. I have a quote on my Facebook from him too. He was a, he was a smart guy, uh, like, looked like Mr. Clean. Um, one of the best courses I took in my university career, for sure. Uh, philosophy is a wonderful thing. If you like philosophy, um, any of my main listeners out there, you know who you are. Uh, go and listen to well, Jordan Peterson, obviously. Um, but Christina Pazitsky, she's a female comedian. And she actually has a degree in philosophy, right? So she's just like any, any of us who nowadays, we're just all, we're all fucking serfs, right? But she has a degree. We, but now us serfs, we're, we're, the rich people have let us get degrees now to make us feel like them. Just so we're more complicit in being slaves as employees, right? Sorry, I went off on a riff there. But um, she has a philosophy degree. So we all have these degrees now, us serfs. But she's, she's pretty rich. She's pretty well off and, and smart. But um, go, go check her out. Christina Pazitsky, she's a, she lives in Los Angeles, like where most of the big comedians live. You know, she's just as huge. She's Tom Segura's wife. So I have, you know, if you, you guys, anybody who listens has heard me talk about him. But she is a philosopher, and she's very smart. And go check out her podcast. Man, there's been so many. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about that. There was, there was like uh, this, this audition on Two Bears, One Cave where they were looking for a British hype man. And uh, I almost made an audition tape. I am British as far as I know. Uh, uh, and yeah, I, I um, was going to do some... Uh, I was going to do a British hype, hype man for them. But, like, so they needed a British hype man. Uh, so I guess I could isolate this from this right now and, and send it to them. But I think it's already... They already had a winner and they called him Lyle. Lyle's their guy. And, um, <clears throat> and they had a guy who did a really... They had a bunch of, you know... They had a bunch of people who did really good jobs, but uh, I wish I wish it had been me. <laughs> yeah, he was looking for a hype man because whenever this comedian that I like, Bert Kreischer, whenever he says something stupid, he he's like, "Well, give him a minute, give him a minute, he, hear him out, hear him out," and uh, it's uh, he calls it his British hype man, Lyle. It's pretty funny. I was gonna send in an audition tape, but I, honestly, the guy who won, I I feel he would have won over me anyway. So it's you know, but I guess that's the source of all failure, right? Is just thinking you're not going to be able to win. So can't do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, what would be a good one though? If I'm going to record one and isolate one, it would be. Uh, uh, I guess I did. A, I did a few already, but I I didn't really hit it right. Uh, crumpet. I got to get my accent going. Crumpet. Tea and crumpets. But here, but he may be a drunk, but hear him out. He might have something to say. It actually it takes some practice. It's funny you don't realize that acting takes practice. Like you you watch movies, and it's like, like so I'm not an actor, right? But uh, you watch movies, and you're like that's got to be easy. All they're doing is talking. But until you actually try to do it yourself, I like this improv stuff. But if I if but for me if I was to try to talk properly on cue and stuff, I can't do it. I I, I like to stutter. I like to think of six sentences before I pick this and say half of it before I pick the sentence I'm going to fully say. And that doesn't work for acting. I don't think. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, we're at about 35 minutes in. This is standard length of the podcast, but I'm having a good time. This fire is real nice and warm. I'm only halfway through my first beer. That's what I've been noticing. I haven't even been... When I do these solos, I have not gotten halfway through one beer once. And I say that I'm supposed to drink two every every, every morning. It just doesn't work. <clears throat> One of my theories with this too, by the way, I want to actually, I want to talk now that we'll talk more about motivation and a more general sense. But for me specifically where I'm at in my life right now is there's tons of things I wouldn't be doing. Like right now, I don't know if I would be here with you if it was purely just, it feels too pretentious if I don't instill these other little gimmicks into my show where it makes it seem like I'm doing something like, cause I, it feels weird. Just like how, if you're in a park with, and it feels better if you have a dog and then you can kind of run around and just do little stretches that if you were by yourself, you'd just feel weird. Um, that's what this, that's what this podcast or that's what these beers are to this podcast. They're my dog. <laughs> you know, like it gets me out here. So that's my point is with the balance thing for motivation is if you're going to do stuff that's negative, you have to make sure that you have something positive to go with it. You know, it's very important. So that's why, you know, that's part of why I'm right here in front of, in front of the camera right now, uh, riffing because, because I, I like, I like this beer. Oh, and you know, and then to take it to a nutrition side, this stuff is bad for you. We know that nonetheless, they say for more than four beers a day, it can hurt your liver or even probably four beers a day can hurt your liver. I don't know uh, if you're like a super exercise person or I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, they can do liver replacements nowadays. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, before like that's at 60 age 60, but, uh, before that, you know, I, I, otherwise sometimes I wake up at five or six in the morning. I go to bed at nine or 10 every night for sure. So I get, I'm getting the sleep, right? I'm not an insomniac or something. Uh, <clears throat> but then in the morning between five and eight, I, so I'm kind of a thin guy. I'm, uh, I got a couple messages. Um, I'm, I'm a thin guy. So I'm trying to put on some, some calories, right? And I can't really eat between five and 8 AM I find. So, uh, you know, I have two of these and then I still, I still have breakfast. I see it as like kind of a calorie, a calorie load or something in the morning. Cause I know that these have 200 calories each or something like that. So, and I'm trying to put on weight cause I'm like, I'm like six feet, uh, one fifty five on a good day. You know, it's too light. Um, as much as I fucking eat, I can't put on weight. I do a lot of cardio. So, um, so I'm trying to put on weight cause I'd like to be, I'm more often, I'm more often I, I walk around at, at lighter than one fifty five. Like one fifty five is my heavy weight. If I'm drinking a lot of fluids, um, I'd like to be more like 170. So, yeah. But yeah, it's like November 11th today. So Remembrance Day. Um, remembrance for all the soldiers. Uh, and yeah, but yeah, uh, that's that's good stuff. And I hope everybody has their moment of silence. Um, I'm really excited for the winter though. Sorry to just shift like that. But I've been getting excited for speed skating. The, the, the rink that I'm planning to use opens... Um, uh, December, December 15th. So we're almost a month away. I've been training like crazy. Like, look at this quad. Hold on. Can we see it? Look at that quad. <laughs> um, I've been training for speed skating, of course. Uh, I haven't been playing as much hockey, but just because of the quarantine and everything, can't really play team sports. 
yeah, so I'm going to start speed skating hardcore right around December 15th this year. I'm going to go every day. That'll be, I'll do my run, my speed skate, my weightlift, and uh, yeah, the podcast. I'm just, I, I, again, you know, when I say all these plans, I want anybody to know, I understand that I have privilege to be able to do these things. I, I earned the privilege, though. That's the thing, is I literally earned it myself, the privilege to, to have the time. And you have to do that. You can't just expect your time to be your own in this life because it isn't because we all owe our lives to other people at first it's your parents and then and then it might be your employer right because he's bridging a bunch of gaps in knowledge that you don't have unfortunately and then once you get smart enough you can bridge that gap and you can be your own boss and you can be an entrepreneur but for some people it's a longer road than others but if you're listening to this i'll tell you you have a short road ahead of you whether you're young or old I want to say if you're listening to this, if you don't know me, uh, you might just got really lucky. But um, Or if you found this with research and you're like, hey, I like science, technology, and sports and, and philosophy, and you found me, you have a short road ahead of you, my friend. If you found me, the advice I've given you, you already know. Like some of the advice I've said about money, you already know because you were smart enough to find me because I'm a puny ant right now, which is basically you have to be an internet fucking wizard if you want to find me, I think. Even though I'm all over, like I'm on Google and all that kind of stuff, but you do have to know what to Google. Like you can't, if, like if you just Google Canadian talk, it does come up, I think, but a couple links down, you got to know what you're looking for, you know, it's hard to just stumble across. So unless you really know what you're looking for. So yeah, congrats if you found this and you've also listened for this long. Congrats on your attention span. Uh, I hope you're having a beer with me or smoking weed, whatever you like to do. Um... I have some good guests coming on in the future here. I just, I really have not been wanting to do guests. I've been wanting to do a couple solo episodes that I feel comfortable and happy with. So it's like, okay, this show shows philosophy is back on track where I want it. I'm saying the things I want to be saying, get my own ideas ironed out, you know, current events, things like that. Uh, there's a few things I'm getting into lately, which I'm sh- I'm going to be talking about over the next couple months and stuff, but I got to get Got to get it sorted out first. You know how it is. That when you started from the bottom, man, there's a lot of crowd down there. Because there's only a few ladders up. And when you're making your own ladder and there's a crowd at the bottom, you know, you got to collect that wood. People steal your wood. You're trying to build that fucking ladder. You got to build the ladder while people are all around you stealing your wood. Okay. This analogy got off, got off the rails. But, yeah, okay. So we're 45 minutes in. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode. Uh, this is episode 19 of Canadian Talk. Um... Uh, I, I wish I start. I want to start. I wish I could start an episode with this. Like maybe I'll cut this and put it to the beginning for, for for those who click on it. Uh, I want to thank thank. I want to say to anybody who's out there listening that uh, that th- thanks for clicking. Um, fucking <clears throat> um, keep keep giving her. We, if you live around where I live, you, we just had a snowstorm. If you're just out there in the world, uh, you're lucky that you don't live where I live. <laughs> but uh, life can still be hard, right? So you just, with that, whatever challenges you have, keep her going. Keep her going. And, uh, you know, just like I'm doing this, following my dream, you go out there, follow your dream. And you might not make money, but be nice. And there will be people who will be willing to support you while you work towards whatever dream you have to do. Or bite the bullet. If you don't like to be nice to people <laughs> like me... <laughs> Bite the bullet, fucking work hard, and it usually only takes four to six years 
to get some legs to stand on so you can start following your passions in your spare time. So, word. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Canadian Talk, episode 19. On all the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, stephanjackson.ca, uh, uh, Thanks for listening, and any questions or concerns for the show, as well as voice recordings and voice messages that you'd like us to listen to, or advertisement inquiries, please forward those along to CanadianTalkWithStefan at gmail.com. Thanks. We also have a website, stephanjackson.ca, where you can find a back catalogue of all our episodes. And we're also on YouTube, where you can find the video versions. Canadian Talk.